Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back here on Sports Talk, want to hear from you. Oakland Hard Jewelers Talk and Text Line 504-260-1870. Joining me now, WWL's digital sports producer and my co-host on Inside Black and Gold. Jeff, what's going on today, my man? You know, just uh, living the dream. As always, it's a beautiful day in New Orleans, not too many thunderstorms, so yeah, I'll take it. Definitely, and I, I was kind of taken back today. I don't know if you saw the ESPN Power Rankings that got put out the other day, and they had the New Orleans Saints as ninth in the NFC, and I don't know. I know it's ridiculously early, and these Power Rankings mean obviously nothing, but it still rubbed me the wrong way. Ninth in the NFC. I think that, I think that means they're, what, 21st total? Um, it is up from 24, I think, in their previous power ranking. Right. But I mean, I don't, I don't have an issue with it. I think it's one of those situations where you got to prove what you have. Um, you brought in a new quarterback. You're not going to get the benefit of the doubt after going what 15 and 16 over the last two seasons, right? Like it's not. I don't think that math adds up. But you know what I'm saying. Um, I, I don't have an issue with it until they prove that they can get back to the playoffs and be a competent franchise and win games in crunch time. Um, I'm not going to believe it until I see it. Even with a team like Green Bay ahead of them, uh, they have them at number eight, and that just really, I guess, set me off just because of the fact you have Aaron Rodgers that's gone. Hey, I got the name right. And the fact that you have an unproven commodity in Jordan Love taking over there. To me, that QB situation is obviously way better in New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, they're they're right next to each other. I think, I mean, one of them has to be in front of the other. Um, I, I mean, I think you probably flip that in reality just because you don't know what to expect with Jordan Love. But I think a lot of people don't know what to expect with Derek Carr either. So I, like, I'm just saying I think locally you're going to have a lot of people more confident in what the Saints offense can do. You know what the defense can do. I think from a national perspective, I understand why there's evidence to just present the Saints as this for sure playoff team. Like we, we can talk all we want about how the Saints have a really good shot this year, how they can go win the NFC South. They have a good chance in the NFC. It's not necessarily because the Saints are this dynamo. It's because the NFC is weak. It's because the NFC South is probably the weakest division in football. So 
you know, there, there's a balance there. And I think the Saints have to – if they go out and they win their the games they should win, then they'll fly up these power rankings. But right now, like, it, it, they're just in the middle of the pack, and it's their job to prove that they aren't um, down toward the bottom of the NFC like these are saying. Before getting into some of the uh, Saints rookie minicamp ordeal, uh, do you happen to see our good old buddy Sean Payton on Twitter today? Well, at least the reports from are on Twitter of how he uh, greeted his, well, I won't say greeted, made an announcement to his backup quarterback who apparently threw a pick six at practice. I did not. You're going to have to fill me in on that. Uh, in the post-practice uh, the post uh, practice press conference, held Peyton basically said to Ben DiNucci, the quarterback, there's a okay, greeting. Yep. There's a greeting job at Walmart open for you if you continue to throw interceptions. And obviously, the Broncos ownership group owns Walmart, so I thought that was pretty amusing. Of of coach already kind of give, giving his attitude and um, you know leaving his mark there uh, in Denver and, and making quite a ruckus already for that the media over there. Yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely uh, not not holding anything back there, I guess, huh? I mean, he's had a year to kind of uh, to store up all of these quips and takes. Um, so <laughs> I'm sure he, he's, he's been practicing. Been, he's been waiting to throw that one out there for a while now. Jeff, we talked with Deuce earlier in the show, and he kind of gave a couple of areas where the Saints need to improve for this upcoming season. Obviously, the turnover margin was so abysmal all of last year. The run defense wasn't very good. The quarterback play wasn't great. So there are areas on the field that they need to improve on, but another point that he made was their recent play at home in the Caesar Superdome. They haven't been very good these past few years since they haven't made the playoffs 4-4 and in 2022 and 2-5 and in 2021. The Saints, when you look at their schedule, a majority of actually the tougher teams they'll play this season, in my opinion, are at home with the Jacksonville Jaguars, the New York Giants, the Detroit Lions, all these types of teams. What kind of a record do you need to see the Saints have at home this upcoming season to reach their mark of 10 wins or more? Yeah, I mean, I think late in the season is when you really need to see them take care of business at home. Early in the season is when you need to see them take care of business on the road because you have Carolina, Green Bay, Patriots, Houston, Colts. Um, you can't be sub-500 at home and expect to make the playoffs. You just can't. You can't do that. And the last few years, for whatever reason, the the home cooking has not – done the job i don't know what it is been a lot of noon starts um i can't say whether the 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 noise is less effective right they have done that renovation and i think kind of the open concourses might allow some of the sound to kind of seep out i'm not a sound engineer but i have a feeling that there's some impact there it's not reverberating maybe the way it normally would but at at the end of the day it's like you just got to take care of business you got to hold on to the ball you got to not make mistakes stupid mistakes in key moments um and i think you know, you, you just have to take advantage of your home field advantage, right? If it's not an advantage, if you're losing games at home. So, no, I mean, I think that's a huge part is take care of business at home, go on the road and win some tough games, and you're a playoff team. If you can't win the games you're supposed to win, you're not going to make the playoffs, and that's going to be the story of the same season this year, I think. You know, you mentioned that deal with, you know, obviously the the home crowd and all. I always wonder, too, with the renovations and the taking out of those prime seats – in the end zone area and making those obviously that, you know, uh, special sweet area for fans to pay for, you know, you kind of took away some of your most rabid, you know, dedicated fans there that aren't able maybe to afford those posh new digs kind of thing. 
Yeah, no, I, I did think it was an odd choice, you know, and, and you just think about it like this, you know, when the opposing team is backed up to that end zone in the fourth quarter trying to execute a drive, they're not dealing with the noise of the people that would be closest to them. So I think it is, you know, it's, it's a silly thing to kind of think about, but at the same time, you know, when one of your major advantages is your atmosphere at home, taking away those seats to, and, and let's face it, the people who are paying for those seats aren't going to be the loudest people in the world. <laughs> Um, and yeah, no, I, I think it, it, it is going to be, I'd like to see this team kind of, uh, reestablish that home field, uh, advantage because it just hasn't felt like that in the last two, three seasons and kind of going back to the bubble. Right. Um, I, I guess not the bubble it wasn't the bubble in the NFL, but the COVID like eliminated crowds thing. I feel like since that point, you just haven't felt like there was a home field advantage and they played really well on the road. And that's kind of what's kept them afloat the last two seasons is they have, played well on the road and they just lost a bunch of home games Jeff another thing that I think is pretty important is getting off to that kind of fast start and if you look at the schedule I know that you know no, there's a bunch of change from season to season in the NFL but if you look at the first six mm-hmm. teams that the Saints play before they play their first real solid opponent in the Jacksonville Jaguars it's the Titans at home and then as you were saying they have to go on the road and take care of business at Carolina at Green Bay and then coming back home to face the Bucks at the Patriots, and then at the Texans. So four of their first six games are on the road, but they're all against winnable opponents. How important is it to start off the season super hot and maybe get off to like that 5-1, and 4-2 and two type of start? Well, let me, let me throw this at you. So the last time the Saints started 3-0 and in a season was 2013. It's a decade ago since they started 3-0 and in a season. And the majority of the time was Drew Brees, right? Like, <laughs> this was really good teams, and they still couldn't start 3-0. and um, But I do think this season specifically, when you look at how it all stacks up, man, you really got to take care of business in the front half of the season because it gets a little difficult in the middle, right? You have Chicago, you have the Bears, who I think are going to be a sneaky good team this year, the Vikings, you know, the, the Falcons, who are always going to be up for the Saints, and then the Lions, who I think are going to be a really good team, and then Carolina again. I don't know when you're going to see Bryce Young. I imagine you'll see him in that second matchup. I don't know about that first matchup with Andy Dalton. Um, but I think just from a, from a mental you know, standpoint, it would be really nice to see this team get off to a good start. I'm, it's really exhausting the last couple of years to watch them get in the hole, two and four, two and five. And then the, the second half of the season is like, okay, can they win enough games? And hopefully another team will lose enough games. It's a really demoralizing way to follow a team, right? Um, I think just from the from a fan perspective, even it just would be nice for them to get out ahead, to be playing from in front, and you get get some excitement around this team. It's a year that you should be excited for. You got a new quarterback, you have a good defense, you have all these playmakers on offense. Just win a couple games, get it, get the fans excited. It's what they have not done each of the last two seasons. Yeah, and thankfully the home opener, or the season opener, is at home, uh, which you know we've been robbed of that, honestly the past few years, at least in the Superdome, to open a season either because of COVID or because of hurricanes. Hurricane, yeah. Um, I know you got to at least go enjoy that game in Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you didn't You didn't think the home crowd in Jacksonville was a big <laughs> advantage? Um, I, I honestly wonder if they should play all their games in Florida because every time they go to Florida, they seem to win 38-3, to except for that one time last year in Tampa. We don't even talk about that. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we can talk all day about the home crowd. The crowd is always hot. Like I haven't had any issue with the noise the crowd has been making. It's the product 
on the field that has been tough to cheer for, right? Like that Giants game two years ago, the Ravens game, um, the Bills game on Thanksgiving Day, the Cowboys game. Like there's just way too many blowouts at the Superdome. And I remember, you know, long before I lived here, um, I would watch games on like Monday Night Football on national television, and they'd be in New Orleans playing at the Superdome. And I was like, the other team doesn't have a chance. Like you could just see it. And that's just not the case anymore. Um, and so, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's a player thing. I don't know if it's a if it's an approach thing. It's got to change. You've got to be better at home. Looking at the Saints rookies, Jeff, um, obviously we got to see the one world workout session over the weekend. Uh, seeing today that two more of the seven draft picks have been inked, and I believe that just leaves one left remain unsigned of the drafted guys at least. Yeah, I think it's Isaiah Foskey is the right. only one that has not signed. Yeah, correct. And, and then that makes sense. Um, and if you go back to last year, the last kind of holdout contract was Alante Taylor. And I think those second-round picks are where a lot of times you'll see the, the process get dragged out there. And when we talked to Alante about it last year, he kind of explained that, you know, the second-round picks, there is some, uh, you know, negotiations that can happen over how much money is guaranteed on that deal. It's not really a, an issue for the first-rounders. And when you're getting into the later rounds, you don't really have much, you know, uh, to stand on in terms of, okay, yeah, you should guarantee me this. But the second round picks, I think there's a little bit more negotiation. And so I think he got his deal hammered out. Like just before training camp, he did participate in the OTAs without his contract signed. So that is not an issue, but I think it is like, when you look at it, there's a reason that it's the second round pick because it's kind of a unique spot in terms of how that contract gets broken down. Uh, one of the things yesterday that stood out to me, at least from the Saints charity golf uh, event was the fact that, uh, Mickey Loomis was asked if he feels that Mike Thomas can return to being that 100-catch type receiver, and I guess I shouldn't be surprised that Loomis was pretty confident. Oh, yeah, absolutely he can be. Yeah, absolutely he can be. Uh, we just got to get him healthy, and, and he's, you know, he's worked so hard at that um, over the last you know, two or three years, and, and look, the results haven't been as good as what we had all hoped. But it's not because of a lack of effort or desire by him, that's for sure. Dennis mentioned he like had hardware removed from, from his foot recently. I mean, that was the protocol from his surgery from November. Yeah, I think everything's, you know, pretty much according to plan so far. And, and uh, you know, I feel very, very positive about it. So, yeah, we know Thomas has dealt with that high ankle sprain back in 2020, all the setbacks from there, uh, the dislocated toe last season and now having the hardware removed how confident are you though about a 30 year old receiver that's had these injury problems now seemingly constantly popping up i know there was a hamstring also mixed in with that during training camp a year ago can can mike t get to that all pro form again is i know that saints fans are obviously hopeful that you know he can be a big part of this offense again but i just don't know if that body is going to be able to hold up and like I said, 30 years old, it doesn't seem that too long in the tooth. But, man, I mean, just 10 games the last three seasons is, is not a good sign for Mike T. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the question is whether he can play at a at, at a Pro Bowl level. I think he still can. I mean, we if he can last. Weeks one and two, and then he got hurt in week three. You know, he had, through the first two weeks, he had 11 catches for about 122 yards, three touchdowns. Right. Right, like it's really a question of how much can he play, right? If he can stay healthy, 
I think he can be a 100-catch receiver. He was on a pace to catch 100 passes last year if he played all 17 games. Now, that's the question. It's how many games can you expect out of him? I think 17 is a pipe dream at this point. You're not even hoping for 17. What, what can you get? Can you get 14? I would be happy with 14. I think the Saints would be happy with 14, right? And, and I think 14 and available in the postseason, if and when you get there, that's what you – would love to hope for for Mike Thomas. Will he be a hundred catch receiver playing 14 games? Probably not. But the question of talent is not there. We've seen it. We've seen him work. And that's what Mickey is talking about is he's not, he's not getting hurt because of lack of effort. He's not getting hurt because he's not doing the work. He's getting hurt because his body is letting him down. And that's where you get concerned. And I think that's why the saints are hedging their bets a little at the wide receiver position. You bring in Brian Edwards, you bring in James Washington, you bring in kind of these veterans to, to sub- supplement Rashid Shahid, Chris Olave, Foster Morrow, Juwan Johnson, because you just don't know. And, and that's the thing is last year during training camp, it was the topic of training camp. Man, Mike Thomas is back. Mike Thomas looks good. He's healthy. He's dealing with a hamstring. Okay, he's back. He's not going to miss week one. He's out there. He catches two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, <laughs> right? But now we, we've seen that happen, and it's still his season ended in week three. He looked healthy in week one. By week three, he was done. And so this year, it's like you can watch him all through training camp and you're still not going to know, right? Because he could go out there and be a monster week one and you're still kind of sitting there waiting. It's like every time he gets hit down low, you're going to wince. Um, and I, I, I don't know. It's, it's really the biggest mystery for the Saints. And I think it's going to be a huge factor in whether they can be that kind of elite team in the NFC. We started just talking about power rankings, yeah. right? If you could guarantee a healthy Mike Thomas for 14 games even, I think you shoot up the power rankings for the Saints, right? But because you just don't know, I think that is a big factor in why there's mystery around what the ceiling of this team is. And it's, you know, you got one year, $10 million contract. We're going to see what happens, hopefully for the Saints and for the fans and for the city, uh, you end up on the right side of that. What's Yeah, what's crazy is I know a lot of folks were, you know, chiming in about Thomas not wanting to be here. And I think that was all a bunch of bull, uh, obviously. The, the thing is, we know what a fine-tuned machine he is, how much he takes care of his body, how much he's worked. I mean, I remember initially talking to the guy when he came uh, to the Saints and was doing hand yoga so he could increase the size of his hands and be able to to catch balls better and all. It, it's not from a lack of working out from him, and you just wonder, you know, wh- what? why are certain guys just built that way, um, you know, where he, he might be – in the best shape of his life, so to speak, but for whatever reason, that foot area has been an issue. Yeah, I think the frustrating thing for Mike is, like, Mike has always been a guy who's willing to play through injuries, right? Like, he, one of the reasons that ankle injury lingered as long as it did and, and cost him an entire season was because he came back midway through the season and tried to play through it without surgery. He played in the playoffs, right? Um and so I think that's what makes it extra frustrating is this is a tough guy. He's not a guy who's just sitting out because he bruised his pinky toe, right? Um, and you just got to wonder. It's got to be mentally draining uh, for, for, for a guy that does work as hard as he does. And he's really a self-made player, right? He didn't come out. He wasn't the first-round pick. He's not this burner athlete. Um, he's just a guy who worked really hard and became the contested catch king of the NFL. And so, you know, you, you'd like to think that he can will himself back to that form. Just, you know, you watch another guy with in Zion across the street who can't seem to stay on the court because his lower body is letting him down. And you wonder if you're in the same boat there. 
Um, but, you know, we, we're going to see, right? He's got a one-year deal. And, uh, you know, hopefully this is the year where he kind of reestablishes himself. It happens. And uh, I, yeah, I, will say I, mean, what's I don't Zion, know what else to say about it other than fingers crossed. Right? I will say with Zion, and, though, that conditioning issue with him seems to be a, an issue where that's more of a question than you would with Michael Thomas. You don't think he's showing up to camp out of shape kind of deal. No, but it's the same type of, of scenario of your body's letting you down. And, you know, it's not a matter of whether you're willing to do the work or willing to play. Your body won't let you. Your body will not let you get on the court. Zion obviously toward the end of the year this past season was a little different in terms of all the, oh, I don't feel like me, whatever. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's frustrating to watch, like, these star players and their bodies will not allow them to, to do what they do best. But that's what we've had in New Orleans for the last few years, and it's very frustrating. Appreciate the time, Jeff, always, and be talking to you soon on Inside Black and Gold, my man. For sure, y'all. Take care. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.